Will, you got any shout outs this week for the people? Honestly, I just want to shout out you, Lance, man, for taking that first L in the fantasy football to your boy, boy. You know what I'm saying? I know it hurts, you know, but hey, then I feel I really want to give a shout out, too, because I think the Chargers got smacked by Baltimore, which that's just it's been a bad week for my boy. You know what I'm saying? And welcome, everybody, to the Polynesian Sports NFL recap for week six. I'm Lance Falatongo. And I'm Forrest Otolap. And uh, here we're going to break down every single game from week six, from London to, you know, even the Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football, all the games in between. This Yay, episode, show. as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LavasaIslandApparel.com. And we're just wrapping up a Monday night football game with the, the Buffalo Bills. Losing to the Tennessee Titans, 31-34. Uh, fourth and inches, Josh Allen goes for it at the, uh, at the goal line instead of them kicking a field goal to tie, and he comes up short. Bills are now four and two. Titans rise to four and two, and uh, AFC. The AFC, the top of the AFC is shifting a little bit. Tennessee over little... Buffalo. What do you think? Uh, man, it's hard to go against somebody when they have Derrick Henry in the backfield, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when he's gonna have like seventy-five yard runs and just obliterate everybody at the goal line i but like we said last week when we were talking with uh luke i still don't trust um tannin hill as the quarterback to lead them i i mean now i mean you look what he did tonight i mean yeah yeah like 260 yards no, no touchdowns touchdown. no pick you know um but pr rating was 70 so i guess i mean a lot of times you'll say that all you need is a, a game manager but I don't know, man. They're going to need a lot more from Tannen Hill if they're going to progress. Right. But so you give Derrick Henry 20 carries. He turns it into 143 yards and three touchdowns. Contributed two catches for 13 yards as well uh, for a total of 156 yards, three touchdowns from one man. Real big. Uh, it, so is it? Is the Titans' playoff hopes just predicated on Derrick Henry being able to Derrick Henry late into the season and into the playoffs? I do. Um, it really is. It really is. Um, Tannen Hill is just – he's got to step it up. You know, I don't – I'm pretty sure he can. Maybe if they work the uh, – Maybe if they just change the system a little. He's got receivers, though, which is crazy. I mean, shoot. I know Julio's not Julio anymore, but he's still Julio. You know what I mean? Yo, Julio making that tip catch that went <laughs> off the DB's face, and he tiptoed and caught it out of bounds. Exactly. Oh, my What's gosh. What's going on? Sorry. Cowboy. Oh, Sorry. Cowboy Nation hey, is in the man. house. My eyes are hurting so bad right now. Sorry. <laughs> Will How about McCoy? them Cowboys? Welcome to the show. Oh What's going on? Uh, we're happy to have you here. How did the uh, 
how the Cowboys do. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to the Cowboys. We're, uh, we're, we're recapping. Uh, we're recapping the Monday night game right now. Oh, okay, I didn't get a chance to see. I was busy with this guy right here. You What's know what up? I'm saying, but... What's going on, nephew? Hey, man, he's a green, he's a Green Bay fan. Ooh. Hey, watch your mouth, bro. Watch your mouth. He's not a Green Bay fan. You got a Green Bay sweater and everything, right, Carter? That was so given by a Green Bay person. Hey, relax, relax. He's like, this is blue, yellow, <laughs> green. No, all right. So, Monday Night Football, Derrick Henry, three touchdowns, 20 carries, 156 all total yards. Right. Oh man, I was playing Will in our fantasy league. I needed like 50 points from Josh Allen, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, now I have a loss on my record. Thanks a lot, appreciate hey, it. Hey man, that. Today's been just a good day for me. The Ducks won um, a nail-biter. The Cowboys won a nail-biter. Blazers about to win on Wednesday, the, the opener. I beat Lance, who was only undefeated in the, in the Wait, league. Wait, who, who are the Blazers playing? Life is good for your boy. Who, who are the Blazers <laughs> playing? Hey, What's that? You know what? Who are the Blazers playing? The Kings. Oh, okay. I mean, all right, all right. Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> you know, that's the Dubsky. Hey, all so... So Lance was asking um, if 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 the Titans have to rely on Derrick Henry if they're going to go deep into the playoffs because I told him I don't believe in Tannehill as the quarterback to take him there. I mean they know, but see all the teams know that yet they still produce. I don't I don't get it honestly because the running game is that crazy. But I just think if you have a running game into the playoffs, you got a chance. Your quarterback just has to be you know, solid, but he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to win it for y'all. You know what I'm saying? We have Henry, we have three touchdowns tonight. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just look at his numbers. It doesn't make sense. Everybody's loading the box and he still, he still does what it does. So Tannehill just has to like, you know, just kind of uh, gear the ship. But that's also why, you know, the Cowboys are going to go so far this year because <sighs> so many weapons, man. I just don't know where to start, you know? Let's uh let's start with this week. The Dallas Cowboys now five and one after an overtime walk-off game uh against the New England Patriots, 35 to 29. Dak Prescott, 445 yards and three touchdowns. CD Lamb, nine catches, 149 yards, two touchdowns, including the overtime winner. Uh Will, how about them Cowboys? Hey, How man. you feeling, man? You feeling good? I got, I got, I got a little teary eyed, man. I haven't felt this good since the nineteen nineties, bro. You know what I'm saying? Things right? are looking you good. Have to, you used to have to watch the games on History Channel to feel good. <laughs> are you, uh, like, are you ready to buy tickets to the Super Bowl? I'm sorry, say that again, Lance. My bad. Are you, are you ready to buy uh, tickets and uh, watch the Cowboys play the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking to see what, what kind of. Uh, Arrangements I can make in, in LA so far. I think it's LA. Yeah, yeah. It's LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make some arrangements. I got some people up there. So trying to get that all set up because I, I know the tickets themselves are going to be something crazy. So, uh, you know, I'm getting ready. You know, I got some jerseys and stuff. I'm trying to figure out what to wear tonight for this uh, wonderful occasion. But this will do for now. This will do for now. You know, some light. Yeah, that's no, nah, that's the whole thing. That's not light. That's yeah, it. Man. That's I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pumped, man. It, it, it oh feels God. good to, to finally be a, you know, as Cowboys fans, we talk about winning the Super Bowl every year. 
This right, is like right. one of the first years I can say I think we have a chance, at least a real chance. So uh, then seeing uh, Buffalo go down tonight, I'm like, man, I think the only team, only team is undefeated would be Arizona, I believe. Right, right. So, it, yeah, in the NFC, you have the last undefeated team. You got Arizona. You got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers as, like, the right. front runners of the NFC. But now you got Dak, Zeke, and the Cowboys. Is it – this is no longer Zeke's team. This is Dak's team. Is that true? And, and Dak I'll, is I'll, ready. I'll, I would definitely say it's Dak's team, but I would also say that Dak isn't putting up the numbers he's doing if the Dallas running game isn't doing what it's doing. So, you, you right. add yeah. – you, know, you talk Tony about Pollard, Pollard and, and Zeke, that one-two punch. I mean, you don't really get too many too many teams that have both of that, you know. Um, so I think that's really helping us out because uh, that that play action is just is crazy. And, and CeeDee Lamb on that last play, I mean, everybody was jumping that run. So he just was able to get open. So that can't happen without Zeke. So I hate when people say, you know, Zeke, Zeke lost it and all this and all that. Okay, well. Once we got our, our line back, I think we'll be all right. What is uh what is the situation with the O line right now? Well, we have like our probably our second, no, probably our third, second or third best lineman, uh Collins, still dealing with a suspension. So he'll be back soon. Um You guys got Smith back already? Yeah, Smith just came back, so he's so we we got him back. Um I feel like he just so got a line again. Yeah, line will be good once we get once we get those guys uh all healthy again, but you you seen it in this league, man. Every team got injuries, man. It's crazy. True. How much Tell of the success it. to the running game, though, do you think is Pollard, though, like for Elliott? Because Pollard is really, I mean, he's he's helping Elliott a lot, like just taking pressure off of him. He's also taking carries away. Yeah, I mean, but it's one of those things, too, that's like, you know, a lot of teams try to adopt the win by committee. Zeke is going to average 20 to 25 carries. It is what it is. Pollard will get 10 to 15, but what he does with that 10 to 15 is right on par with what Zeke tends to do with 20 carries. So it's just to have that type of one-two punch. And then also, like, the year that Zeke was doing his thing, he was averaging, like, 35, close to 35, 40 carries a game. That's why his body just got just hammered over those first couple of years. So to have Pollard take that load off, just like you said, you said it best, like, he's able to, to make it to where uh, Zeke can last the whole season now. You know, he's not going to be getting tore up gotcha. um, so bad. So come playoff time, if he's still got both of them healthy and they're running, I mean, Zeke's probably going to have, I don't know, maybe 100 less carries, but his body's going to be a lot fresher going into the playoffs. So I think that's big. Keeping uh, keeping Zeke on the field by uh, taking him off the field. Just, yeah, just a exactly. few times and, and getting Pollard to come in and contribute and, and pick up some of that yardage and take some of those hits so that he doesn't have to have, you know, 35 carries a game and they can have him into the playoffs so they can do what they want. That offense is clicking. Uh, mm. That defense is is shaping out very nicely as well. Are you what's yeah. uh, what are you excited about on the defensive side? So the, the defensive side, I'm, I'm just solid because last year was like like horrific numbers like we couldn't. We could only go up at this point. So, like, a lot of people are looking at, like, you know, our defense just really just improved. It's really not hard to improve when you were, like, the last <laughs> defense in the league. Like, it was embarrassing, bro. I'm not going to lie. It was, a, it, was, it was bad. But Dan Quinn came in and kind of rejuvenated his team. I would be the first to tell you that I was mad that we couldn't get either uh, J.C. Horn or the guy from uh, Alabama. Um, Patrick Sertain. Patrick Sertain. 
He said um, Nick Saban. <laughs> wait, what's it? <laughs> Nick Saban, no, the coach Saban. from Alabama. He gonna come coach with the Cowboys? Oh, no, 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 not the coach, not the coach. My bad, the player, the player. Oh, talking about that corner. Um, yeah, so we got Michael Parsons. Oh yeah. I kind of was like, I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I knew he was gonna be. You know, I thought he was just a solid linebacker, but he's proven that he he can step in. What people don't know about our defense is we're missing Demarcus Lawrence, and that's probably our best, I mean, overall defensive player. People are sleeping on, you know, we're getting pressure on him, and that's because of this Michael Parsons. Um, but all I got to say is I, my next jersey is number seven, hands down. What that boy Diggs is doing is something crazy, man. I got his seventh one today, and it was a pick six, too. Pick six, and that's what I mean. I, I mean, defensive player of the year, front runner at this point. You know, I give it to him already. I don't care about the rest of the season. You got to give it to him. Right. That's crazy. Uh, so, yeah. Michael Parsons was uh, played defensive end, I think, when DeMarcus Lawrence just went out. And it was against the Chargers, and he wrecked our, like, backup tackle. And they were like, oh, he can do it all. And I was like, wait, that's our backup tackle. But, no, he can do it all. He's doing <laughs> it on everybody. Trayvon Diggs <laughs> over here. It's, it's... Forrest, what do you like about Trayvon Diggs? Everything. The kid's good, man. He – he can read everything. He's got the size for it. He's got the speed. And, you know, he, he's super humble. Uh, there were guys, like, they interviewed him, and he, they were asking him about how he thinks um, all this talk, all the hype about him being the defensive player of the year already. And he just said, look, just it's the beginning of the season. Give me some time. You know, I mean, I'm doing great, but, I mean, it's still a learning process for him which is great. Even during the, uh, if you watch Hard Knocks and him talking about playing and his progression, real humble guy. And I think that just is really what's, uh, what's pushing him this season. You know, he wasn't great last season, and, but he learned a lot. He, I mean, he wasn't bad either. And now this season, like he put in the work in the off season. Um, he still knows he's got a lot to do. Like there's a lot of season left. So yeah, man, he's he's focused. He's focused. So yeah. We uh we are joined now by the Seattle Sea Caucasian, Luke Jobes. My brother, how you doing, man? What's up? Sorry for the late appearance. Oh no, you're good, man. We're about to get into uh the Sunday night football special with the uh, the Seahawks and the Steelers. Oh, the Seahawks. Uh, oh, yeah. I've heard that was uh, that was a crazy <laughs> game. But let's uh, I want to look at the, the Cowboys. What's up, Carter? I want to look at the uh, Cowboys next few games. So you guys have won five in a row. Now you go at Vikings. That's a win. That's what Sunday night football Halloween. They're going to catch a loss yep. somewhere in those games. I tell you, I can at tell Vikings you where the loss is coming in. versus Denver home versus Atlanta at Chiefs next four games. So the Cowboys could be like eight and two, nine and one going into Thanksgiving. Realistically, it, it, yeah. Where they play the Raiders on Thanksgiving Day. That's the loss. Oh. That is the loss. <laughs> hey, That's the hey, loss. Lance. Hey Lance, let's see how confident he is. Whenever people say that, I say put the money where your mouth is. Let's go. Ooh. Hey, okay, we're gonna scare money figure. don't make money, dog. Exactly. So let's see. Gonna, scare money don't make money. We're gonna figure we out have, a we Thanksgiving have to put a wager day. On that, Lance. You heard it here, live. There's I'm a wager going down for that yeah, game. I, I might did one with Lance, man. I ain't scared, man. Me and Lance had one going. He won. We're down. We're going to do another one next time. All right. So, 
the Cowboys moved to five and one, beating Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. And uh, things are looking good for the NFC East division leaders. We move yes, to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Sunday night football. Najee Harris kind of carrying them along uh, just enough to uh, kick a field goal in overtime over the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Forrest, how the heck did the Steelers manage to pull this off? I don't know because I really had the Seahawks winning that game. I was and I was thinking a little too because I also right after the game, uh, the Seahawks are talking to Cam Newton. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. your your dream might come true, man. Bro, if that happens, I would I would cry. It would be it would be awesome, and it needs to happen. I, you know, I had two opportunities late, and let's look what happened. Just saying. How long is uh, Russell Wilson gonna be out for? I mean, two more weeks, hopefully, right? The shortest is four. The longest is seven. So I know all the Seahawks fans are are counting for four. He's never been hurt. So, and with all the advancements they have in medicine, I I think he can do four. So they also showed him before this Sunday's game on the field. And, like, I think the reporter said, the range of motion is only supposed to be 10 degrees at this point. And he's at almost a right angle. He's like at 75 degrees being able to bend it. So Russell Wilson thinks that he's only going to be out like a game or two. So that, that could be good news for Seattle. Uh, I want to play something real quick. I want to tell me if you recognize this. I mean, if Sierra was at home massaging my leg too, I'd be back in four weeks. He'd be out. Jamal Adams, I'm the best in the nation. Jamal Adams, I'm the best in the nation. Jamal Adams, yeah. oh, no. I'm the best in the nation. Oh, no. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Hey, man. Okay, so so what is Jamal Adams? What what happened? What, tell the Seahawks fan needs to explain what, what happened last night. It was rough, man. I, I mean, it was it was a good game. Seattle was down. They were down, what, two scores? <sighs> Came back, and I don't know. I I just feel like it kind of fell apart at the end. And, yeah, I know you're bringing up Jamal Adams, and he had that – He if he would have had that pick, it would have been a big difference. But That would have been huge, yep. Right off his face mask. It's like, what are you doing? And I don't get why, why Seattle plays – plays Adams on the outside most of the time like it, it needs to be more of a sneak surprise in my opinion like he needs to be blitzing every so times not always lining him up at the end because it leaves so much open space in our field dude like oh it's rough uh lots of throwing for Ben Roethlisberger 29 of 40 attempts only 229 yards one touchdown uh, and Pittsburgh, it looks like Pittsburgh was just really buoyed by Najee Harris's 24 carries, 81 yards, just kind of flown them along. Um, and Seattle not being able to stop it. And, or, I mean, really close game right up to the end. Geno Smith just not able to do it. But what's the situation like now in the NFC 
West. Seattle's now two and four. Arizona's in that division, six and zero. Oh. Are Seahawks fans realizing they're going to have to get one of the wild cards, or is it just fight like hell for the rest of the season and and hope Russell comes back soon enough to save it? What do you guys think? Like when you watch the Seahawks play, are you like, like, I don't know. I watch it and I'm like, I can't believe their record. Like they're way behind. They got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you guys watch Sunday Night Football? I didn't I watch that. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw parts of it. I, I was watching um, I was watching a, a, a good amount of it. Um, Seattle just – it's so hard to read with them. They just – I mean, it's, it's just uh, – they just look different week in and week out. You know what I mean? I mean, this is with Russell Wilson. It's just like, I don't know if it's just like, I don't know if it's a play calling. I don't really, I can't put my finger on it, to be honest. All I can say is that it's just, it's just weird. Like they can play, play one week, just amazing against an amazing team. And I don't know, maybe they play down to their competition. I, I can't get a read on it, but I was, I was definitely, I wish I would have watched more of the second half of it so I can see how Geno Smith did. Cause I just saw him when he first came in, you know? And then obviously they're going to keep showing the replays of the fumble. But, you know, I guess my question is, how, how do you feel about him stepping in for Russell Wilson for the foreseeable future? I mean, can you can he carry can he carry Seattle enough to get him, you know, in, in position? Because like everybody knows, you guys have the toughest division. I mean, hands down. I, I mean, personally, man, I Alex Collins, he looked he looked really good last night and their run game is what makes a difference. And I agree with you when you say Russell Wilson, it's kind of been the same thing. It almost is the play calling. And I kind of wonder if, I don't know. I kind of wonder if Pete Carroll's kind of seen his day, like the league's moving on from him a little bit, but no, to answer your question, I don't think Geno Smith's the answer. Like it's been years since he's got an, even an opportunity to play, let alone he comes in and has two really good opportunities to win the game. And, and he, you know, it's one thing we can go Tyler Lockett, you know, he fell down. Yeah, I know he fell down, but at the same time, you look at that play and it's like, that's the first play of the drive. You're trying to go big, big deep in it. And it's like, yes, you got to prove yourself, go out there. And I don't know, Geno Smith looked like a pretty average quarterback for most of that game. And he just proved it late that he can't do it. So the, the Seahawks without Chris Carson, um, so having to rely on Alex Collins, Collins had 20 carries, 101 yards and a touchdown. So Alex Collins, yeah, pretty good in, in relief duty of uh, uh, the injured Chris Carson. When is uh, Chris Carson coming back? He's still week to week. Like all these, yeah, these injuries aren't helping the, the comeback attempt. Not at all. I think, I think it's interesting too, though, because I, I compare – I compared the running backs for Seattle to like the big man in Portland. I don't, I don't know what it is about the staff or something. They could not stay healthy to save their life. Like the running backs go through <laughs> clockwork in Seattle. Like nobody's, I just never know who's running at this point. Every week it seems like someone's hurt. Somebody else. But when you guys are actually like, when your running backs are really there with Russell Wilson, it's a whole different game. It's a whole different team, man. I mean, it's, I don't know what it is. We got rid of our whole uh, staff, I think, that that dealt with the <laughs> injuries and stuff because, I mean, I don't know what it is. Can you explain that to me as far as what – I mean, is this unlucky or 
What's going on? Is I mean, specific, it's like, like it's that? very, very specific, though. Like, their running backs can never stay healthy the entire year. Like, am I wrong or am I just, am I seeing this wrong? Like, of course, go for it, man. I, I want to hear what you got to say. Oh, I was going to say he, 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 the trainer there can't be worse than the one in uh, Baltimore. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 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 but true. I mean, yeah. but Carson came into the league like that. Did he? Yeah, I mean, he got he got hurt that first year, his rookie year. He was running well. He he got hurt that year, so he was already coming into the league, um, a little uh, a little soft, I guess. Right. Uh, Banged up. Rashad Penny, who was also running well for them his rookie year, also got hurt his rookie year. You know. And those two backs, like, I think Rashad Penny was actually supposed to be uh, higher up on everything than Chris Carson. Yeah. And then Penny got hurt, and Carson took over. And so, I mean, nice. it could it could just be uh, something physical for them. Like, I don't know if it's the trainers. Cause it's, a, it's possible Russell, that Carson is out for the season. Season, let's see. And next nugget, man. Man, because Russell Wilson's never been hurt except for now. This is his first game he's ever missed. Wait, okay. So, I mean, I Russell Wilson has had to have had injuries, though, right? Is, does he I'm just sure. lay through them? Are they I'm just sure. small, minor ones? Yeah. Where? Not enough to miss the game. That's insane. I didn't know that until what happened. Yeah. Yeah, his uh, wow. yeah, missed that. That's he missed crazy. His, he missed his first game. That's uh, I was the same. Well, I mean, okay, so uh, one thing that could fix the Seahawks season. Injury, injury, little floater down, down in their their hands, and it just happens, and they they all become healthy, and everybody comes together, and they just start winning games. And Pete Carroll gets fired. I don't know, something like that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, because their defense isn't the same either. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's but not the same either. I don't know. There were some bright spots, and I don't remember his name, but the corner, he's a rookie corner. They picked him this year, and he looked, dude, he looked really good. And a corner is what we need right now. And what's yeah. his name, Liz? Do you know his name? That's good. I don't like that. I don't think it is, though. <laughs> like. And like you said, they can't play Jamal on the line all the time. I mean, that's what they have linebackers for. Sorry, a... Give us... yeah, hell are you on? Uh, I can't wait to have a kid. All right. Seattle needs a, a cornerback and for Russell Wilson to come back and a, and a lot of things that happen to go from two and four, the playoffs in a division with the six and oh Cardinals. <clears throat> let's uh, let's knock out the games uh, in order. Thursday, Buccaneers over Eagles, 28 to 22. Uh, Talanoa Smith, your thoughts? Not here. Huh? Interesting. I wanted to get that Eagles Eagles take on things. Uh, Tom Brady, 34 of 42, 297, two touchdowns. Big Leonard Fournette game, 22 carries. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are now 5 and 1 in the NFC South. That's their division, okay. yeah? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. 
Saints not looking good. Who else is in the NFC South? Carolina lost. Carolina Who lost. Who else is in the NFC South? Carolina, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're probably on bye. They're on bye. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, Tampa, Tampa Bay is going to run away with that, at least their conference. I mean, they're uh, – I mean, even that's, if they That's do, a lock. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're good, man. They're good. NFC uh, – our Buccaneers are going to challenge for the NFC top, uh, now tied with the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Early game on Sunday. This one in London. Miami Dolphins at Jaguars. Jaguars get their first win of the season. The Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence era. Uh, 23-20 to 20 on a last-second field goal. Big I felt, win. Yeah. Big I mean, win. I felt bad. It was Tua's game back. Mm-hmm. And he actually had a really good game coming back. You know, he went uh, – 33 of 47. He had 329, two touchdowns, but I don't know. Hey, what's going on with the Dolphins, man? I had high yeah. hopes this year with Gaskin, and oh man, I just thought they were going to be a little bit better. And, and Gaskin only had, I think, uh, I think they only let him touch the ball like five times. He didn't have, yeah. no, I mean, they ran Malcolm Brown, but he didn't do much either. He only had like 24 on the ground. And uh, and Salvin Ahmed, they're trying to mix that up. Last week, it was heavy on the Miles Gaskin, and he turned in two receiving touchdowns. This week, not so good. Outshined uh, by the running back on the other side of the ball uh, for Jacksonville, James Robinson, 17 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. One of the league leaders in yards after contact, he just kind of hits you and runs through you, always falling forward. And catching a bunch of passes, too. Really good to have a PPR. Um, Tua, like you said, 33-47, 329, two touchdowns. The defense just couldn't hold back Trevor Lawrence. But Mike Kosicki, eight catches yeah. for 115 yards. 115. I think he was yeah. kind of no like uh, uh, really surprising that they're, they're using him a lot. They're finding him a lot. Tua definitely um, likes him. There was some actual strategy at the end of this game. Like uh, Brian Flores went for it on fourth and inches from midfield for the Dolphins to continue down and kick their own field goal for the win. But they got stopped. And he looked mad that his team couldn't pick up a couple inches, which you you should be. And then yeah. Trevor Lawrence comes and gets like hey, tackled hey, for a loss hey, and then sacked. And then thank you. Sit down, please. Thank you. Good job, Malia. Thank you. Um, who's that? Pito? Yeah, that's Pito. Um, what is it? Oh, so they get the ball back with a few seconds left, but they get pushed back so much that they have to go for it on third and like 20. They get a big catch on, and now it's fourth and eight with five seconds left. But it's a 62-yard field goal attempt. So what they do is they actually slant in LaVisca Chenault for a nine-yard gain, and the dude slides so fast so that they could call timeout and then get a long 50-yarder. Uh, That's not what happened, bear, though. Which, so me and Will were watching. They, had they not touched him, time would have Oh, ran. if they hadn't had, – wait. Had so they if not, they hadn't touched him, it wouldn't have been a tackle? It ended at one second. I mean, they just needed to wait till that second went out, and then they could have touched him. But it was what, a bang-bang bang play. Giving, what about giving himself up? 
even though because there's no the time doesn't stop uh on the first down or anything like that you know and it's a catch so the time's gonna run out but i understand i understand the play it's i mean it's already dug into your head touch him before he gets up and run you know it's hard to strategize that at the end of a game but yeah will pointed that out had he not been touched time would have ran out and the dolphins would have escaped with the win so that's a big play yeah, it's, it's one of those plays, though, that, like, in the moment, yeah. it happens so fast, you don't, you don't, I mean, you think about it afterwards, obviously. The only reason why yeah. I caught on to it was because I noticed that when he slid down and the, one of the corners touched him, another corner or safety came up and was, like, tapping his head, like, oh, my gosh, you idiot. Just let him lay there, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they have to, like, I mean, he, I guess he kind of gave himself up, kind of, but, I mean, to me, it was more like if they just did, waited a second and didn't touch him like Forrest said, I mean, game would have been over. So it it was risky for them to do that, um, but it was a smart play to do a quick slant, get it down, and then yeah. be able to kick it. But I mean, t- to me, I personally didn't like it just because I was going for Tua. Also, I don't. I'm. I've never been an Urban Meyer guy. Uh, I've just never been a big on him, and then everything that just happened with them recently. So I wanted them to go like 0 17. Personally, I I just hate. I don't have nothing against Trevor Lawrence, but just I really don't like that coach. So. To me, I was joking to people that they had to go to London to get their first win. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I was really hoping Tua, Tua would have pulled that one off, man, to yeah. be honest. Uh, they really outside of the U.S. Drew, the Basically. Jets almost pulled one off over there, too. That's right. That's yeah. right. Something about London. Something about London. Uh, Jaguars get their first win, 23-20 over the Dolphins. Back to Chicago where Aaron Rodgers absolutely owns the Chicago Bears, 24-14. to 14. Oh, so, my goodness. So they asked him, they asked him, why did you say that? He goes, you know, sometimes you get into a moment, you just black out. He said, the only thing I saw was a lady in the stands giving me a double bird. And then they took a picture of the back of the lady. There's like eight people actually flipping him off. It wasn't just the lady. There's, <laughs> There's a like bunch of Bears fans flipping off Aaron Rodgers yeah. on that touchdown uh, run, and he just starts screaming, I own you. <laughs> I've always owned you. I still own you. He's the, 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 the cherry on top, though, when he did the discount double, the, the, the whatever yep. you call it. Yeah. The My discount double check, when he did that, <laughs> that was – that's over at that point. Once he did that, I said, oh, it's over. <laughs> it's a wrap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at that point, if I'm a real fan, I'm throwing him with the beer bottle or something. You can kick me out. <laughs> you can kick me out. I'll take hey, one for the country. spoken by a true Raider fan. By Hell yeah. Sure. Aaron Rodgers, 17 to 23, 195 yards, two passing touchdowns, one on the ground. As the Packers move to five and one and lead the NFC North. So, Packers... Buccaneers, Cowboys, all five and one right now at the uh, the head of the National Football Conference. Joe Burrow, three touchdowns in the win versus the lowly Detroit Lions, 34 to 11 in Detroit. Bengals move to four and two. Lions are 0 and six. Is Joe Burrow legit? Yeah, I think he is, man. I think he is, especially coming back after that injury. I thought you were going to ask if Jared Goff is legit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. No, okay. I don't think okay. so. All right. I like the guy, though. <laughs> Jared, he's a Jared, nice guy. Like, he's, <laughs> I don't even know that, you know? 
Jared Goff, 28 of 42, 202, no touchdowns, one interception, QBR of 13.3. Damn, Jared. Uh, I don't, yeah, Jared's not having a game. Uh, a little better on the other side of the ball, Joe Burrow, 19 of 29, 271, three touchdowns and a pick, took two sacks, his QBR of 62.6. What's even uh, crazier? Joe Mixon. None of those touchdowns went to Jamar Chase. Ooh. Hey, you sound like that was a personal thing for you. You got oh, on no, your not at all. Team? He still had 97 <laughs> yards, though. He still had 97 yards. But what he did have was a really good block all the way downfield. I saw that. Score mm-hmm. that, that, was, that was huge. So that I was think huge. Uh, I like Jamar Chase, and, and I think Joe Burrow. I'm auditioning influencers new. to promote depression stick. No, we don't Jeez. want that. We're good. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, Joe Burrow, when he pressured the the – the uh, front office to draft Chase instead of uh, Sewell. I think it was a good move for them mm. right now because him and Jamar Chase just they look like they're joined at the hip at this point. You know, like they know what each other's thinking. So, Bengals are gonna be so good, man. Yeah. They are so young. They are. I think. I think what they're gonna have to do now. I mean, their line's okay now, but. I think this year's draft, they're going to start rebuilding their O-line, which is going to be scary. Uh, the O-line for Joe Burrow, once Joe Burrow gets some time? Yeah, I mean, maybe a tackle. Uh, I mean, you guys got a really good tackle. The Chargers got a really good tackle out of the draft this year. Uh, so maybe they can find somebody to protect Joe Burrow's blind side so he doesn't go out like he did last season. Right. Yeah. Protect the franchise. Uh, yeah. Bagels moved to four and two. That's second in the AFC North. Jay or Jonathan Taylor, 14 carries, 145 yards and two touchdowns for the Colts, who moved to two and four uh, over the Texans, 31 to three uh, this Sunday. Texans bad. Colts are just going to win versus bad teams. Right. Right. I mean, there's, there's not much more to say. Brandon Cooks apparently showed up again. Nine catches, 89 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Carson Wentz, man. He's, if, he, if he starts coming alive, the Colts could be dangerous. And, I mean, they have the team, and they needed the quarterback. So, I think, I think if he could come alive, I mean, how did he right. do this week? Man, uh, yeah, he brings up a good point that the the Colts de- the team, if you look at it as a whole, they're solid. It's just they've gotten some bad breaks on a few of their games. Um, once, you know, I've I've seen him for years because he was in you know with the Eagles, so I used to see him twice a year every year, and he we love playing Wentz because he's just so inconsistent, you know. So if he can get consistent and um, use his weapons right, that defense is crazy. I I think. They might have the best linebacker in the league. Like that's saying a lot. That Leonard oh, guy, do. yeah, Leonard's that the best linebacker in the league. The maniac. That no dude doubt. is. He's crazy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I agree with them on that. The Wentz can do his thing, and, and uh, solidify on the offensive side. The defense is already ready, so that team can be definitely dangerous. That record is is deceiving for sure. And it's the same yeah. reason why I feel bad for the Lions because. I really like their coach. He's a hard-nosed guy, you know. And if you mm-hmm. look at a lot of their losses, they've been heartbreakers. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he so. was literally in tears uh, at the press conference the last game 
because mm-hmm. he just he loves his team so much so much passion and then he just he felt so bad yeah and uh, that's the kind of coach you want to play for so hopefully they'll Absolutely. respond it's his first year so hopefully they don't uh pressure him too much this year i mean because i don't know if they're going to do much this year but i think they should keep dan campbell in that coach for a few more years see what he can do yeah he seems like a good kind of guiding uh just like a guide for that uh, yeah. franchise to grow with and yeah. definitely just like a hard nose be about your work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the lion's bad or. The Titans are Wait, Did you say Dan Campbell? <laughs> Isn't that their, uh, or what's their, what's their coach's name? The Texans or the Colts? Oh, I thought the lion's. Mark. The Colts have Frank Reich. Yeah. The lions are. <laughs> I mean, okay, so these, this is three straight games of good teams versus bad teams, right? We got the Bengals beating up on the Lions, Colts beating up on the Texans, and then the Rams now 5-1. and one. So we got four 5-1 teams in the NFC. Uh, Rams beat the Giants 38-11. to 11. Matthew Stafford, 251 yards, four touchdowns. Cooper Cup, two touchdowns, nine catches, 130. Uh, is Cooper Cup the best wide receiver in the NFC? Mm. Man, he's having a good year. You know what? I'm gonna put him over CD Lamb right now, but I really like CD Lamb. I really like CD Lamb. Best in the NFC, man. I don't know about that, but maybe I'm not gonna. I think Tyler Lockett's got to be up there too, though, right, guys? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. What? He's just so at the, at the moment, just what? because Wait, what? he doesn't have a quarterback going to him at the moment, so that's tough. Are you talking about this season? <laughs> Yeah. What does Tyler Lockett have this season? Hey Lance, look up look up the stats for the for the, the top receivers right now. Let's 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 look at that for a second. I'm curious. NSL now. receiving yards 2021. All yeah. right. It's a good one. I don't think Tyler Lockett is up here. He should. All right, so yeah. yards top five is Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel. I'll find yeah, – let me find Tyler. Hold on. Come on, Tyler. Oh, Devontae Adams, hands down, man. What are we talking yeah. about? Two, I mean, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. Man, 18, he's, he's, he's really down there. Where, where's CD on that list? CD Lamb is like – Yeah, he's in the top ten. Top ten. Yeah. Let's go touchdowns. Cooper Cup. But again, but again, I think that also speaks just to the quarterback play at the moment uh, hmm. for Lockett and Lamb. And Cup. Right, right, right. Receivers are only going to get, you know, where the quarterback yeah. can put the ball. But Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup looks like it's it's having a heck of a season. 46 catches. That's, uh, that's pretty that awesome. That's, that's, solid. That's, that's number one. 46 catches is tied for number one. You know what? And he's at uh, Eastern Washington. 653 <laughs> yards is number two. And Cooper Cup leads the league in touchdowns with seven. So he's number one in receptions, number two in yards, number one in touchdowns. touchdowns. I ask again, is Cooper Cup the best receiver in the NFC? No, Devontae Adams. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Because Devontae Adams can do things Cooper Cup can't. Like what? Like what? Jump ball up on stats. Jump ball. He can block. Jump balls. Yep. He's just he's he's everything, man. He can. Yeah, but Cooper Cup doesn't need a jump ball, man. 
just he's hand it to him down there, people? and he'll just he'll just zoom, 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 zoom down there. And <laughs> man, I can't believe that. Brandy Cooks is up there pretty high too. That's pretty interesting. He he always is though. So that my thing with Cooks is, I always wondered why he was never able to stay on one team. Like, but if you think about it, when people make trades, I, I'm pretty sure they look at his name and be like, you know what? Throw Cooks into because he's really good, and he's never just been able like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stick with one team. He's always been good on the teams he's went to though. True that. True that. But like um, the Cooper Cup, how vindicated do you think Matthew Stafford feels right now? After playing all those seasons in Detroit and finally coming over here and being a five and one team, you know, yeah. And people are, yeah, people are finally saying like, "Oh, he's really good. He was always good." <laughs> you know, what I mean? he's gonna go to the same NFC playoffs and face some really tough teams. Hopefully, yeah. well, he's gonna be better equipped now. Yeah. Like they would, be, the Lions would make the wild card. You know, they made a couple wild cards, but the, he's gonna have. You know, a really a defense stocked with a bunch of really great players. He's going to have an offense that is jumping out the roof. Cooper Cup is having an amazing season. Uh, this is this might have to be the year for Matthew Stafford. Well, yeah, and they're, they're, and they're doing it all without their starting running backs. They lost both of them. So that's pretty good. It's pretty crazy that he's. This is the year he's doing it. But the 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 Cardinals are out there just undefeated and looking really really scary. You know what? Oh. And what's I don't know what's different from last year because they looked like that last year offensively too. They were scary offensively. I think it's I agree. I think it's just another year with Kyler and I don't know. I think he's a little more mature and he's he's closing yeah. out games. He's not even giving a team a chance to hang no. in there. I mean, he's really good. Um, another blowout game. Kansas City finally uh, pulls away in the second half over the Washington football team, 31 to 13. Patrick Mahomes, 32 of 47, 397 passing yards and two touchdowns, as well as a bunch of turnovers. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to be the reason the Chiefs lose one of these games Me with too. one I of these that, no look passes. Or yeah, going I think that score is a little, the score is a little deceiving. I think Washington did a lot better than the score says, but because uh, Carson, I mean Carson, uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't really start like really getting into it to like maybe the close to the end of the second quarter. Then the second half, he did, you know he kind of just did Patrick Mahomes stuff. But that one interception he had where he there was no one in that area and he kind of just like you know what I'm just gonna throw it in the air and <laughs> see what happens <laughs> like. What do you mean? There's no one there. <laughs> he's uh he's trying to do that uh Disney movie stuff with his twins. Um Daryl Williams two uh two touchdowns in uh replacement of Clyde Edwards Elaire. Um that might have Do you been think I could trade Daryl Williams for CEH? Hmm. That could happen, right? If Daryl yeah. Williams keeps doing great and Clyde Edwards Elaire is like maybe injured for like another two weeks. I think so. I th I, I think if Daryl Williams does better in the next two weeks, he's gonna take away a lot of carries from Hilaire. So yeah, that might that's a possibility. That might be the better choice for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would yeah, no, I would want the starting running back. Yeah. Regardless, but I'm saying I might be able to convince a CEH hold owner who's been holding him for, you know, a couple of weeks now with him on the bench to 
hey, take this uh, guy that's scoring two touchdowns alongside Patrick Mahomes and let me get that starter for when he comes back at the end of the season and I need him in the fantasy playoffs. You know I think what I'm so. saying? I think so. I think, I think, it, I think it'll work. I like it. I like your little negotiation here. Right. I think it'll work. It's all, it's all about perspective and hey, helping people out. Um, Matthew Stafford is really good at football. I just wanted to throw that out there again. And that no-look pass he had was just terrific. Oh, my gosh. It was just beautiful. That was good. All right. Um, and now he has a, a, a team and a coaching staff in the city that's – well, I guess Detroit was always for him, Matthew Stafford. Uh, moving on, the Vikings in overtime. Uh over the Panthers, thirty-four to twenty-eight. Both of these teams now three and three. Captain Kirk, another late game uh, comeback to uh, win, and now the Vikings are three and three. Uh, why doesn't Kirk Cousins get the respect he thinks he deserves? Because he can't win in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. but he's doing he's doing this amazing stuff. Well, what, didn't he throw it to Diggs that one time? He just I mean, can't so, win the Super Bowl. He can't win four playoff games in a row. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He also looks really, really, like, normal a lot of games. And he does have Dalvin Cook in his backfield. So, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to look great, like, two games. And like average the rest of the games because you have Dalvin Cook in your backfield. He also has a, two amazing receivers who do a lot for him. I'll tell you that. Uh, I think Adam Thielen, even though he's done it like three seasons in a row, is super underrated. Uh, and now they got Jefferson. If they were, uh, they were able to let go of Diggs and still be okay when they got Jefferson back, they could have not known that Jefferson was going to be that good. To let go of Diggs like that? I don't know. Um, I think when they they traded Diggs to Buffalo, and then drafted Justin Jefferson, Jefferson. with that uh, with the pick that they got him. Yeah, and they yeah. yeah they were able to let. I don't know if he if Stephon Diggs was disgruntled playing he with was. Kirk Cousins and just he wanted was, out, mean, but it 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 definitely worked out for both the so Bills Diggs, and the uh, Vikings. Diggs thought that the offense was running through the backfield too much. And they weren't giving enough passes to what it was is they were just targeting Thielen more than they were Diggs, you know. Mm. And I mean, Adam Thielen's even... a really good, yeah. sticky-handed yeah. wide receiver. He had 11 catches, 126 yards, and a touchdown on he's Sunday. Good. That's why I say he's underrated. Guys don't get. I think more than uh, Cousins doesn't get his respect. I think people don't respect Adam Thielen enough. Uh, Dalvin Cook also contributing 29 carries, 140 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, this one ended with KJ Osborne 27 yard touchdown pass in overtime. And oh, then he ripped his helmet off just like also Stephon for, uh, for Carolina, man, Robbie Anderson was dropping really, really big balls. Like, I mean, Damn. like some, some of the throws that were thrown at him, had he made those catches, would have made a lot of difference in the game. I think he had like three really bad drops at bad times. Do you uh, you see any block kicks in this game? My, yeah. So I was just about to say, shout out to the local kid 
from back home in American Samoa, Frankie Luvu, man, he's just, I don't know, like, so uh, Frankie's uh, older brother, Junior, is one of my, him and Noah are like my younger brothers, man. And so we get to talk to Frankie every now and then. We saw Frankie this offseason. We've always seen him every offseason, but this offseason was kind of different. He's also had the tragedy of, of losing his brother. Um, rest in peace to my guy, Ruben. Uh, a lot of things were different from this offseason, but if you saw him work this offseason, man, he focused more than ever. Just he looks really good. And he's and it shows because he's gotten more time on the field. He's making a lot more plays on the field. When he's when he's given the opportunity, he's making plays. And just like today, that block kick was so big for them. I mean, uh, it could have meant the game for them, but unfortunately, uh, they couldn't close out the game. But yeah, man, good on Frankie. Uh, may he be blessed with so many more years to play because he puts in the work. And he's just a. I mean, if you still talk to him, he's that really goofy local kid from back home, man. So that's that's great to hear when you talk to him. It's good for him. That's, man. A, that's a ball in Asia right there. Shout yeah. out Frankie Lou with the Carolina Panthers. Amen. Uh, yeah, both of those teams now three and three and fighting up uh, to some bigger that's, teams in their that's division. That's a pretty tough division, man. That's a pretty tough division. Yeah, both of those are, yeah, either the Vikings or the Packers, you got to, yeah, you got to go get through those, those wild card spots. Are gonna, it looks like a bunch of these division spots are going to be locked up, and then it's going to be a scramble for wild card positioning. Yeah. Um. All right. I woke up early, watched the London football, and then made sure to check out the Chargers, allowing the Ravens to rush uh, all over them uh, <laughs> on CBS. I watched the whole thing up until the two-minute warning. And, uh, and they cut the game. Did they? Yeah, they probably cut it. And they just cut it. Started showing. They, yeah. they started showing the Washington game. The end of the Washington game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't even think Lamar Jackson was in for the final kneel downs. They were like, <laughs> they send the backup in. Uh, Justin Herbert, twenty two of thirty nine, one hundred ninety five yards and a touchdown. Not and, the and, best and game for. And a pick. I mean, it wasn't that bad though for him. Like. You know what was bad? You know what was bad? The the stat that's going to stick out for you, Lance, is probably like, I think he had like uh, Eckler. Eckler had a really bad game, I think. The, the stat that really surprised me and stood out was that Justin Herbert led the Chargers in rushing yeah. with 12 yards. Yeah, and Eckler had six attempts on seven yards on six attempts. Oh, my goodness. You cannot run. You cannot stop the run. Uh, this huge time of possession gap happened. I think the Ravens had it for almost 40 minutes of the possible 60. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson didn't even have to Lamar. But also, the Chargers scored six points. That was one touchdown off of yeah. a, a deep Ravens uh, turnover. So we had yeah. a very short field when we got that touchdown. And then we missed the extra point. There needs to be a new kicker. Uh, and then a bunch <laughs> of zeros in the, the, the other uh, quarters. And it's just... Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of work to do on that defense, solidifying the uh against the run and figuring out. Um, because yeah, they, they did pretty good against Lamar. I mean, Lamar, he got what two picks, yeah, sacked three times. You know, they they held him in check to where he didn't like run all over them, but what he did do was extend plays really well today. That's what he did well, and then 
like you said, the running game for the Ravens was so uh, balanced today. I mean, uh, Freeman had 53, Jackson had 51, uh, Murray had 44, Ball had 18, mm. and Freeman, Murray, and Bell all had a touchdown. So, yeah, like you said, run the run defense has to be better. Couldn't stop any of it. Yeah. It was uh, it was great. I kept just redoing the math in my mind. I was like, okay, we just need to get a touchdown here, two-point conversion, interception, touchdown, two-point conversion, <laughs> turnover, onside kick, you know, and then we'll be all right. Uh, the Chargers fall to four and two, the Ravens up to five and one. Now uh, one of the best teams in the AFC by record. And Lamar Jackson is an underrated passer. Okay. Very underrated. But he's not a running back, folks. He's not a running back. He's a very fast quarterback. Yes. I can take off. All right. So, yeah. Go Ravens. Uh, I mean, good job, Ravens. And charges back to the drawing board to figure things out. The Cardinals to 6-0 and over the Browns. Now, the Cardinals came in without uh, a bunch of coaches and some players that tested positive Friday. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury was out. Uh, I think the offensive coordinator was out, yeah, one of the uh, starting linemen. And the Cardinals still win by 23 points. Do the Arizona Cardinals need a coach? Yes or no? No? Just let no. Kyler do it? What's the what's – the, what's, it's still what does Kingsbury's this mean? What does this show? Still Kingsbury's system. We'll see. And, and to Kingsbury's credit, is he puts the system up and he tells you to go out there and do what you got to do. So I think they still need Kingsbury. Man, I don't know. I I just am impressed. They they are scary. They have a lot of weapons. Yeah. I can, they're winning the Super Bowl. Just kidding. No, I don't know. I, I could see that. And then the, – I don't. What do you mean by as far as a new coach? Just, I mean, so if, does coach. the coach not being there and them still winning by got you, you got know, four you. scores is or three scores? You know, I'm sure he was there in someone's uh, headphones oh. for sure. I'm I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he was there from home or some facility that he's allowed to be at that he's able to remotely uh, talk to his guys. But also, I mean, that's why you have other coaches that, you know, just down the line, you pick guys who are uh, the best suited to take over for you that know your system. And that's why you get your own staff. Because, you know, guys are going to run your system the way you want it to. Kyler Murray, 20 of 30, 229, four passing touchdowns. One to A.J. Green, one to Christian Kirk, two to DeAndre Hopkins. AJ Green. Two, back. Yeah, to Cleveland's credit, they're also a lot banged up. Uh, I think they were missing sure. Greedy still in the backfield. Uh, Chubb, Chubb is out. Kareem Hunt out. is now they lost out. Hunt. Yeah, he yeah. might even go to Kareem might go to IR. Yeah, um, and Chubb's week to week. Yeah, and I think they still are without uh, Landry, if I'm correct. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean. They're banged up. They're, they're still a really good team, but I think they need to get a lot of guys back before uh, they can be who they were at the beginning of the season. They're still Return. the same team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, he's – and it's funny because they're saying that the Browns could move on from him next year. They, they need him this year, so I don't know, man. I mean, he's doing his job right now. 
again, Cardinals stand defeated 37 to 14 over the Cleveland Browns. And now our last game of the week. It's been an eventful week for the Raider fans. And they go into Denver, into Mile High, and the Raiders come out with a division win over the Broncos, 34 to 24. A couple stats. Uh, Derek Carr, 18 of 27, 341 yards, pair of touchdown passes. Josh Jacobs, 16 carries, 53 yards, and an end zone trip. Raiders are now 4-2. and two. Broncos down to 3-3. Three and three. Forrest, what is this? Uh, how the Raiders get this win? What does it mean? So you just reeled off, I'll reel you off some stats that actually counted more, which not to take away from Derek Carr because he had a really great game, a good comeback game for him from the last two games. But the stats that probably gave us the win uh, were six tackles, one tackle for a loss, three sacks, five quarterback hits, and 12 pressures. Max Crosby, you know what I mean? Who also, oh, that was one person? That's one person. Max Crosby. And so he leads the league right now in uh, quarterback pressures, 21, and uh, quarterback hits, 12. So he's also rated the highest uh, edge rusher at the moment. And uh, another great story, just like you hear about Darren Waller's story and his sobriety. Uh, Max Crosby has been sober close to two years now. And um, the way he's playing now speaks to that. And he's never shy about talking about it now. So good for him, man. He's really great player, man. And uh, even better to his story, he was uh, drafted behind Cleveland Furrow. And no disrespect to Cleveland Furrow, but, I mean, my guy came out of the third round, uh, Max Crosby. And he's, he's focused. He's focused. I mean, and then after those stats, uh, four turnovers, three picks, one forced fumble. Uh, defense was on it. I mean, the score, like I said, they, they got kind of lazy at the end of the game. They let them put up two touchdowns, but the, the game really wasn't that close in the end, um, as the score would say, because the defense really came in and did their job. And that's who needed to come in this week and do their job was the defense to show everybody that they're, they're still banged up in the, uh, in the defensive backfield. They still don't have Trayvon Mullen, who's their starting uh, outside cornerback. They don't have Damon Arnett, who's uh, the, the immediate backup to both outside corners. So it, um, they just have a really great game today, and they had to respond to all the controversy that was going on with them, losing their coach uh, during the week. Uh, I'm on, on record with uh, Derek Carr. Hate the sin, love the man. I mean, they – I know it, what he said in the emails were really bad. They were 11 years ago. We have to believe that people can change. Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that he wasn't that guy 11 years ago. But I'm saying he's probably not that guy now. You know? Uh, weren't there some recent ones? The, the, those were still from all, everything was all from 11 years ago. I saw 2018. Oh, well. Was it a, was it um? He used to coach the Buccaneers, right? Way back yeah, when. He won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Who was their star star wide receiver? Johnson. Oh, uh, Keyshawn oh, Johnson. Keyshawn. Yeah. He was Talk going about. off on ESPN about how he's like, now that it's out, like he was, he's always been that way. Like, I'm glad this happened to him. That's the thing, though. Like, 
if he is and he was that person, that's fine. But I hate when people come out and be like, well, now that's it out, I'm going to tell my story. Why didn't you tell your story before it came out? Yeah, you mm. Yeah, you had all that time. You could have said something. Yeah. And, like, and maybe he wouldn't have come to this point where but Because they were co-workers it. at one point. Like, weren't they both on ESPN together? Maybe? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Oh, Keyshawn on ESPN and Gruden on Monday Night Football. Gruden. So he got what he deserved because there's no place in that in any um, any level of the sport or any sport. There's no place for that. I just think it's bad that there's no one else getting reprimanded because it's coming from an investigation into something else that no one. So, like yeah, Schneider yeah. isn't even my man. They're not even doing anything. The, uh, I feel like the Washington football team is is gonna be like be forced to be sold. Like Snyder, Dan Snyder, right? So. Is yeah, is Dan gonna Snyder. have to sell it to somebody so that they I can start so. fresh because so. the culture that they have built through that team, uh right. which is just like <sighs> Yeah. It I mean can't can't continue because it's not healthy, it's not uh it's, it's, not, it's not good for people to be just like, well, okay, let's we're the shit. Fuck everybody else. Like that's right. and so I mean imagine that I mean the Raiders were just going two weeks of this of, of that controversy, which isn't directly their controversy. And then you think about Washington having to deal with that the whole time Dan Snyder is their owner. Yeah. Uh hopefully they get sold real quick. Um but we're going to see – oh, Vegas owner Mark Davis was like, yeah, I want to see out. all the emails. Yeah. yeah. Release all of them. Yeah. And I'm down for that. Yeah. I mean – Let all – yo, but that's, that's such a deep – a decade back, right? And I mean, but so if, if – like you said – So many if, uh, emails. If what – yeah, if what's his name, uh, John Gruden's earliest or, or latest one is like 2018, imagine – the correspondence between Dan Snyder and other people from that time till now, or what he's still doing now. Like how many of his emails do you think he's erasing right now? Yeah. They're hella shredding. Um, how does that work? Like, can people just look at all of our emails all the time? Yeah. And well, yeah, because it's never, so. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Forrest, I Forrest, please. IT this. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Nothing that you erase, anything on the internet, anything on your computer, if it's already been put through an email server, it's never erased. You can always go back and pull it up. There's always a way to pull it back up. You can shred wow. it. You can erase it. You can you can ask God to take it away. It's not going away. <laughs> it's not That's going nice away. to know because, I mean, it's just kind of crazy because, like, you hear all these, these personal things coming out, and I don't know. It's crazy that you know, we, we look up to these people kind of, and then you hear, like, I used to love John Gruden, and then you hear all this shit, and it's like, right. damn. Banana. Man. And, yeah, and so, like, that speaks to, um, I think, Darren Waller. A lot of people think Derek Carr's body hurt the most because they were the closest, but I think Darren Waller was hurt the most because John Gruden gave him the chance to come back and be Darren Waller. And now it's just like, who gave me that chance? Like, who was the man that gave you that chance? That's not the man that gave you the chance to come back, beat my sobriety, be this great player, make all this money, and now I'm a superstar. But, you know, I mean, how much of that was a lie? 
which is sad because man, I don't think it was a lie though, right? Because John no, Gruden is one no. of those people that He's... like you're great at what you do, right? So you're going to be yeah. seen as like a good, a great man, and like yeah. not all great men are nice no. or like you know. So no. that's not expected of you, especially as a head coach in football. It's like real grit to win a championship. You got to be a right. hard ass. So for decades, I thought John Gruden was just like a really strict head coach and you just had to follow his lead. And I think you can still be a really strict head coach and then also be able to give talented or have a good eye for talent and, and see potential in players and to give you know a, a player that has potential a second chance while also being someone that is super prejudiced against certain groups and not willing to kind of open your mind to, you know, women can be referees. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like also not calling a bunch of people the gay F word, but not calling people faggot. Like not making fun of the ethnic stereotypes don't do that that is not nice that is not expected of great coaches but to be someone where so many people one of the 32 positions in the world of nfl head coach and people look up to you and there's just you unknowingly are attacking parts of people in your locker room and organization by attacking you know certain groups because yeah, I mean, some people are in those groups so they're that can't be your leader for so many people right i mean but you think about it kind of makes me at least think about you have these these quarterbacks that are so amazing coming out of high or high school and college right and like people like johnny manzel come to my mind and like they just draw so much attention. I feel like John Gruden is one of those guys that he was perfect for the Raiders, right? He drew all that attention, but at the same time, it's like I don't know his the way his vibe almost. It was kind of like the fact that that happened. It was almost like it was shocking, but at the same same time, it was kind of like not really. Like that's kind of how he acts, and he's right. so he's it's so like, out there. Like damn, I would have never thought that. But as soon as like the the emails came out, it was like I could see that, right? Yeah. So you could see that. If you if you look at John Gruden's history, he's part of the old boys network of the NFL. Right. Right. He's old school NFL coaching. You know, just coming up through the ranks. I mean, if you look at all the teams he's coached for as an assistant coach, just I mean, he's part of that old boy network, and. It's not surprising that he would say some of these things. And like you said, because he's such a, 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 a big figure as a coach, you, you tell yourself like, nah, he's, he's a great guy. But yeah, it, it's not that surprising that he has emails like that. Also, and this doesn't make it right, but I'm sure he never thought those emails would be seen by anybody else than Dan Schneider. <laughs> You yeah. Know? Does that make it better? That's or worse, crazy though? to me. No, it makes it worse because it's like it's uh, like I can you know, be I can be this guy with this guy. Like I can be this guy 
in front of this person because right. no one's ever right. going to find out. And he's yeah. Yeah. Tell. yeah. I just, I feel like, I don't know. I just wonder like what is immature me said way back when that I don't even realize nothing like that, obviously, but it's like, I don't know. Like even the fact that, I don't know. It's so crazy to me that people can check his stuff. And I kind of agree with that. But at the same time, Lance, it's like, you're right. You can't just, how are you going to go to bed at night feeling good about yourself? You can't just, I don't know. You can't have all these personalities. And I agree. I do. So the other thing about like that old boys club is like, I've seen a lot of comments about, you know, well, what if we released your emails? You wouldn't be, and what if people like really sifted through every single email yeah. you've ever sent and then found something and then demonized it? Um, now, Gruden, like, I, I think that's different. Uh, that's an extreme for them to think, you know, well, they looked through all the emails and they only found a couple things. They just put out a couple things. They, they found they found a lot and they're still looking through it and there's going to be more that comes out. But I think That's Raider Nation, know. Raider Nation like deserves, you know, a, a, a new, better coach that its players and its fans can can believe in. Sure. Um, any, any team, any team that's going to be go, go anything that's going to go through something like this and then find out that the guy that's coaching them isn't actually who they thought they were um, definitely deserves something better to start over with. Some, some guy who's going to be closer to who they say they are than John Gruden was. And to John Gruden's uh, credit, like I'm pretty sure he, in his mind, saying all those things doesn't make him the things that people are calling him. You know, I don't think he thinks himself as a racist or a sexist, which he is probably, <laughs> but I don't think he thinks. I, I don't. I don't know, you know non-racists I mean? that say those things, right? That's exactly, exactly. It's like, you remember some of the, like, dirty jokes as a kid? You And you would, like, laugh your ass off, but then right now right. you're like, oh, fisting is not that cool to bring up just, like, in public conversation like that. You, no. There's, you think about the stuff that you thought was okay before, and now you've grown to be like, oh, okay, well, when I say that around certain people, they take offense to it because it has a history behind it that I didn't know. Right. Or, you know, just you didn't know then, but you have to know now. And you had to have known that that stuff. But at the time, saying that kind of stuff was like, what just to just to be cool to like shit well, hey, on somebody else? I won't lie, because when I was a kid, I used faggot. I won't lie. When I was a kid, yo, I used to use it all the time. I used to say <laughs> shit's right? gay. So nonchalant, retarded. Don't be a faggot. Yeah, like, stuff like that. Exactly. And now you definitely think twice, four times, five times before you even consider saying it as a joke. Right. So, Is yeah. I don't even think. Uh, just taking it out of my vocabulary. I'll probably I, I never did. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I agree. I think it's crazy how it's just I don't know. The last couple of years have been really eye opening for a lot of things that have been brought to light. Right. That should have been always brought to light. And mm -hmm. things that we've always thought were okay really aren't okay. 
it's it's kind of it's it's just really eye opening. Like, I don't know if if there's any light for the Raiders, Nick Saban needs needs a, we need Alabama to lose a couple more games, right? Come Nick on Saban over. be ready to jump to the NFL <laughs> I, again. Come I didn't on like over. his NFL his NFL debut the last time. I'm not gonna like it now if he joins the Raiders. A terrible idea. Eric right. Bieniemy or Josh McDaniel. All right, so the Raiders moved to four and two with a uh, a big win over division rival Denver Broncos, forcing Five four turnovers, Five four first. turnovers to none for the Raiders. Big defensive, uh, uh, yeah, they really just took the ball away from Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos a bunch. They did. Uh, the Raiders rebound after a turbulent week uh, to head back and tied for the top of the AFC West. Um, man, I feel like we can, we're going to talk more about, I feel like more of these email stuff are going to come out. We're going to talk more about this at some point during the season and we're going to see like a whole, a bunch of different people caught up in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hoping it's Dan Schneider, you know what I mean? And, and somebody from like his coaching staff, because there has to be more people that were involved with Washington football team that were a part of this. You know whose other name I want to see on there is Jerry Jones, because I think that fool's the biggest racist of all. Ooh. <laughs> is Jerry Jones racist? I always tell Will, man, like, man, that fool's he's he is the modern day slave owner of America. No. Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones <laughs> oh, oh, Will's back. What happened? <laughs> next week next week we're gonna uh come back on and uh talk about jerry jones and see if he gets caught up in the whole washington football <laughs> email scam hey. uh but yeah before we go we got shout outs we're gonna start with will hit luke for us and then me will you got any shout outs this week for the people uh let's see shout outs honestly i just want to shout out you lance man for taking that first l in the fantasy football to your boy boy you know what I'm saying? I know it hurts, you know, but hey, then I feel I really want to give a shout out too because I think the Chargers got smacked by Baltimore, which that's just it's been a bad week for my boy. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to give a I want to give a special shout out to uh, to you, Lance, man, that you just you rebound next week on whoever you're facing, you smack them, and the Chargers. Who the Chargers got coming up this week? Uh, we're on a bye this week. Okay, so we're on a bye as well. So that's that's what's up. So hey, you can't lose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Appreciate you, you coming bro. on tonight, man. Got you, bro. Uh, Luke, uh, you got any shout outs? Man, just, just the ones closest to you. You gotta, you gotta love on them and always know that you know they are there, even if you don't talk to them that much. Just, just give them a call every once in a while. That's all I got for you. And appreciate you guys having me on. This is a, this is an awesome podcast, and we're doing a good job. Amen. Thanks, Forrest. Hit him. Oh man! Shout out to uh, the Her Game organization: Des Ali, um, Destiny uh, King, Audrey uh, Famolini, and there's a couple other women who are headed to Utah this this Saturday for a clinic. Um, if you guys don't know, check out Her Game. Uh, on Instagram, this is her game at this is her game. They're a really good organization. I mean, they're going to do basketball clinics, but they do a lot more than basketball clinics for young women, uh, young girls. They'll be in Utah this Saturday in Provo. 
So if you guys know anybody with daughters in Provo that are in the elementary or high school level, um, tell them to register. Tell them to check out at This Is Her Game on Instagram and make sure they get registered because they're going to teach a lot on court, but they're going to teach so much more off court. You know, they're going to teach these young girls um, the things that a lot of uh, other women weren't taught at that age before, um, just about being safe, uh, about school, about how to get looked at by certain schools, recruiting, how to conduct yourself when you are being recruited. They're going to teach you a lot of stuff. So, yeah, uh, shout out to This Is Her Game, Des Ali, Destiny King. You guys have a chance and you're in Provo, Utah. Um, get registered now. Don't wait too late. There you go. Shout out to everybody in uh, Utah, and this is her game heading up there to uh, do some great things for the people. I want to uh, send a shout out to everybody. Oh, man, this is tied into her game. Everybody in Carson, California, with that dank smell right now coming out of the waterways. Uh, you guys are really going through it. But uh, there have been funds released for air filters. Um, so definitely hop online and check that out. There is something happening in the water and a drought combination in Carson, California, where uh, sulfur is like penetrating the air. So it, to, it also has to be a combination with those 70 odd ships that are out at bay in uh, Long Beach that are just stuck out there. Yeah. Um, I we could have, we're going to have like a whole episode on like cowboys and seahawks and raiders like the our team stuff uh but we could also do like a whole thing on how uh climate change is uh ruining the world yes. and stop drilling into the ground you're messing Amen. things up uh we're gonna be all right we're gonna have football at least until february things are gonna be okay thank you to everybody for listening shout out to our panelists once again will mccoy Luke Jones, Forrest Goldelow. I'm Lance Martono. Thanks for listening to the Polynesian Sports Weekly Recap. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LavasaIslandApparel.com.